in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. And uh, Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And... It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's up? What's happening out there? Welcome in to a Wednesday edition. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's November 8th, 2023. Just rolling right along here. Starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. The next hour here on ESPN Radio. Got a good show lined up for you as always. We got some uh, football talk on the uh, docket. Coming up, we'll be hitting up on uh, some NCAA uh, football, all the happenings from the college football rankings, the second college football rankings in the playoff four. As we stand uh, now, we'll take a look at uh, that, as well as we'll be hitting up on that Michigan, all that Michigan news. And it just seems like every day there's layers of uh, this coming out, and we could have a decision impending on what sort of uh, punishment could be coming uh, from the uh, Big Ten uh, dished out for uh, Michigan. So we'll hit up on that. And also we got some uh, football to take a look at in the high school football world as uh, we have uh, some area teams uh, still in action in the uh, playoffs in round uh, three above uh, with uh, the uh, Mount Zion uh, Braves. They got eliminated this past weekend and uh, so did uh, Sullivan there. And those were the final two Apollo and Lincoln Prairie uh, teams. So uh, they had to wait to announce the all-conference teams, so we'll take a look at those two uh, coming up in uh, the next segment about which players made uh, those all-conference football teams uh, there. And we'll also be uh, hitting up on uh, some other major sports as well. We'll get some uh, NBA college basketball as well hey there was some Illini stuff recruiting happening oh. and uh, some good things happening there on both sides on the men's and women's side therefore college basketball things look bright there for the uh, U of I there in basketball and uh, we'll hit up on that might take a look at some NHL and we'll hit up on uh, some more major league baseball as Yesterday, uh, we had some uh, technical difficulties here at the uh, station, and we had in the podcast, we looked at some uh, free agents that were 
uh, going to be uh, available and we made our predictions on who was going to sign and where. We'll see how many we can get right. And, you know, now I'm starting to rethink some of those free agent oh. uh, thing um, signings uh-huh. and whatnot. Uh, looks like uh, from some MLB projections that uh, the Cardinals – some people are favoring them to sign Aaron Nola mm. and, and Sonny Gray. Oh. So that's two. I, I predict Sonny Gray, but I, I did not pick Aaron well, Nola. See, I reverse Aaron psychology. Nola. I picked Aaron Nola. There so you go. And together, reverse psychology. Reverse psychology there uh, from my point of view. So one of us is got to be uh, right from that perspective. So we'll take a look at some more MLB stuff with uh, who's on the uh, trade market, who's a uh, hot commodity. Uh, there may even make some uh, bold predictions of where uh, they're going to go as well. So if the Cardinals don't fill their um, pitching via the free agent market they could do some uh, trades mm-hmm. there as well and whatever don't get to here in the uh, treasure show we get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion of course you know where to find that you find it on your favorite uh, podcasting platforms itunes spotify the website fmradio.com is also a good option as well it's also a good option uh, for a basketball season that is uh, coming up a girls basketball season is officially underway next week and then the following week will be a boys basketball officially uh, getting uh, started uh, there and uh, some uh, turkey tournament action uh, coming up for you mm-hmm. uh, as well in a couple weeks there so uh, we are getting ready for that we got some uh, things in the works in the uh, pipeline for basketball season there so uh, stick around for more news on uh, that front but right now we got to get this thing uh, started here on uh, today's uh, show we got to live in the moment live in the present and uh, let's go and uh, let's hit it up with a segment we call first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we're starting off in a college of football there last night as the uh, second playoff rankings were unveiled there. Of course, everyone was doing the top 25, but everyone is most curious about the uh, top four, particularly uh, the uh, top six. And, well, nothing changed there on uh, that front as we still had the uh, same uh, four in currently and the same two that are on the outside uh, waiting for one of those four to uh, drop. So, unfortunately, no drama for the second rankings of the season for college football. No. Uh, like you said, no drama. Um, but really, maybe I thought Ohio State could potentially slip yeah, they were surprising number one anyways, but uh, they eventually got things going there against Rutgers. But early on, it kind of looked ugly. So I thought maybe that might be like, all right, let's stop fooling around. Let's put Georgia back at number one. Well, but here's the, here's the problem, Travis, and that is that Ohio State has two top, ten, top 20 wins, and Georgia has one, and that was the win over Missouri this weekend. Strength of schedule as far, Ohio State is 20th, whereas Georgia's 90th. Mm. So, Ohio State has a tougher schedule, and their remaining schedule is tougher than Georgia's. So, I I think you got to put Ohio State at one. Now, again, you mentioned you know the fifth team trying to get in. You're in good shape if you're number five. I feel right. if you're five, you're Washington, 
you're in good shape. And the reason for that is you know that either Ohio State or Michigan are going to lose because they're going to play each other. They're going to play each other. So you know one of the two is going to lose. You Mm -hmm. have to stay undefeated. Yeah. Because I could so see a one-loss Big Ten team of Ohio State or Michigan sneaking in. Mm Mm-hmm. But right. if you are Washington, you went out. If you're Florida State, you went out. I think you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, for Ohio State's our main schedule, they got Michigan State coming up uh, this week. They got Minnesota and then the big game there in the regular season finale against Michigan, and that's going to be in the big house this year. Uh, they're coming up on November 25th. Now, the one team, Travis, I look at and go, really? And that is Oregon. Oregon at six surprises me. They're the highest-ranked one-loss team, but their best win, their only win over a team with a winning record, is against Utah. Mm. So I don't know how in the world you can put them six over Texas. Maybe not so much Alabama. Don't slots in at six. They do have two top 25 wins as they beat Colorado when they were ranked, but we've been through that uh, about what Colorado really was. Uh, Exactly. They they proved where they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, like you mentioned, the Utah, and I was also on the road, so maybe that is a count there. And the close loss against Washington. Uh, There was only a three-point game. Uh, I think it was in overtime. As well on the road as well. So that's taken into account there for Oregon. So I don't really mind them still being there. I, I do over Texas, Travis. And the reason why is because Texas' strength of schedule is 10th in the nation. Oregon's is 63rd. Yeah. Texas beat Alabama. Yes, they lost to But I think having a win against Alabama is much better than a win against Utah. Right. Yeah, even though, you know, Alabama is... Alabama, they're still not eight. Alabama old. They're still eight. Yeah, sure. They still have an outside chance of getting in if things mm-hmm. fall right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Texas, they did have a good win against uh, both Kansas. Those were both ranked as well as their uh, – what's more impressive there with Alabama is they were ranked number three at the time, and that was in Tuscaloosa as well. So, um, you know, Texas may have a little bit more of a legitimate gripe uh, than I initially thought before I looked at the schedule here. I knew that they beat Kansas and mm-hmm. just beat Kansas State there in overtime, but I uh, didn't realize they had those three yeah. top 25 wins. Like I said, I I think Texas should be ahead of Oregon. Um, I, I don't think that there is any, any doubt about that. Uh, the remaining games for uh, Texas, they got TCU, Iowa State. Both those games are on the road, and then they finish with Texas Tech to uh, close things out uh, now, there. Travis, the team I'm looking at and just shaking my head going, what if? All right? Mm-hmm. And you got to go all the way down. Well, first of all, let's let's look at this weekend real quickly. Yeah. Three big games this weekend. Yeah, like I mentioned, eh, it's not really a big game, but Ohio State, they got Michigan yeah. uh, State. Uh, but uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, they got a tough one against the number nine team, Old Miss. Again, Lane Old, Kiffin and the crew. Old Miss wins that. Completely switches up the, the entire field. Yeah, it would throw some things yep. into uh, chaos, yep. what, we, what we like there. But yep. the dogs are 10.5 point favorites. They are, but so they're we've in seen Athens. other things happen this season that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's fair. The other one I look at is Michigan-Penn State. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's got to go all the way up there yep. as uh, Michigan 
goes to Happy Valley there yep. in Penn State. Number 10, Nittany Lions there. Michigan, favored by five points entering the weekend. And again, a loss for Michigan there. Do you talk start talking Penn State being in the, the college football playoffs? Mm-hmm. And especially with all the distractions Michigan has right now? Right. I could easily see it being a loss. Right. Yeah, that's true. And then the other one, Travis, is uh, Utah at Washington. Yeah, that'll be a good one. If Washington loses, the Pac-12 may have just lost a team in the playoffs. Right, yeah, they'll still have Oregon potentially with an outside shot uh, there, but we've already been over their resume uh, there. But, you know, Utah, number 18 right now. It's in Washington, 230. Huskies are favored by 9.5. Yep. So... Two things real quick, Travis. Uh, well, maybe three before we move on. Kansas ranked 16th, highest ever in the college football playoff rankings. So, right, look that at loss that that loss that Illinois took doesn't look quite as bad. No, at this point, not at all. It does not. And Travis, the team I look at and going, oh, what could have been is Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State right now sitting at seven and two. One of their losses being a seven point loss to Iowa State on the road. That one, you that know, hurts. You, that one hurts. But not as bad as the 33 to seven loss to South Alabama at Oklahoma State. Oof. That one hurts because here's why, Travis. <laughs> Oklahoma State is three and zero against the top 25 in the college football playoff rankings. The hmm. best win loss record of any team against the college football playoffs this year. Hmm. They beat Kansas State. They beat Kansas, and they beat Oklahoma. Yeah, they just beat them. If they could have beaten South Alabama. I think that they're in a good spot to to at least be in the top ten. Oh yeah, the res- resume speaks for itself yes. for sure. But man, that it's a head scratcher. That South Alabama loss makes no sense. Thirty three to seven, especially at Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, hmm. flabbergasted. Weird. So Travis, when, whenever this comes around, we have to talk about what the twelve team format would look like. Oh, yes. What would it look like? It's one of my favorite things. So, obviously, Ohio State would still be the one. Uh-huh. Georgia would still be the two. Yep. Florida State would be the three. So, they would move up to three. Mm-hmm. Washington would move up to four. Okay. Oregon, or Michigan would be five. Mm-hmm. Oregon would be six. So they'd stay same. Texas at seven. Stay the same. Alabama, eight. Old Miss 9, those all stay the same. Penn State at 10, Louisville at 11. Wow. Which Louisville. is where they where they're at right now. Mhm. 12 Travis would be number 23 Tulane. Tulane. Look at that. Number 23 gets all the way up to they're 12. Right in one. Yeah. They would have to take on Michigan. Ooh. So that would Good that, luck. that that probably wouldn't be a but I mean, you know, TCU showed that it can be done. They beat yeah. they beat Michigan last year in the playoff. But again, if you are teams, you know, eleven through twenty two, you're going. Wait a minute, how did we get leapfrogged here? Sure. So, yeah. basically, it's the four highest ranked conference champs are in the top seed and a first round by the other eight teams playing the first round with the higher seed hosting, lower seed on campus or another side of the choice. Um, so it's, it will be the sixth highest-ranked conference champs. That's how Tulane gets in because mm-hmm. they would be the sixth highest-ranked conference champ. Right. So everyone who would want that, you know, 
we want a Cinderella. Okay, right now that Cinderella is going to be the 12 seed. It's going to have to take on the 5 seed, which in this scenario would be Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then if they win that, they'd have to take on Washington. Right. Yeah, and we saw how the Cinderella thing worked out for yeah. TCU last year in the, but, in the Natty. But just in, in theory, Travis, some of the first round games you would have Penn State and Texas. Okay. We already talked about Tulane, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Louisville and Oregon. Okay. And Old Miss, Alabama. Mm. Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban, first round game. Yeah, that would be intriguing. Winner of that it's plays nice Ohio State. Mm. That's quite the second round matchup uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Between Bama and Ohio State. And if Texas were to beat Penn State, they'd get a date with Georgia to see how good the SEC you know, see what SEC schools are really all about if you're Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before it actually before, happens. Before you can't go next back. Next season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think there's any turning back <laughs> now at this point for the, the Big 12. Like, yeah, yeah, you you wanted that. Yep. You can have it now. See ya. <laughs> But also, you know, I think the other thing that is kind of looming over the college football world is kind of what's going to happen to a Michigan, what sort of a disciplinary action, uh, both as a program and Coach Harbaugh uh, there. Uh, the league recently sent Michigan a notice of disciplinary action required by the sportsmanship policy in the event it became clear that an institution is likely to be a subject to penalties. Michigan is expected to extend its response to the Big Ten by the end of the day today, but any disciplinary from the league commissioner of the Big Ten was not expected until Thursday at the very earliest. The likeliest penalties, including a suspension, would focus on Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh rather than the entire team, sources told ESPN. Former Michigan staffer member Connor Stallions, as at the center of this NCAA investigation, resigned from his position on Friday after initially being suspended with pay by the University of Michigan. So uh, that is what we are waiting for today. We're waiting for the response of the uh, Wolverines from the Big Ten and then any sort of uh, punishments that could become. But I would be very shocked if uh, any sort of punishment for uh, Coach Harbaugh would be coming this week. Um, I mean, maybe that's the big distraction that they could have uh, going into the Ohio State game or whatnot. Uh, but there's also another thing that came out yesterday about uh, Blake Corum, the running back, had some uh, potential business dealings with uh, Connor Stallions and an LLC in his name or whatnot. Uh, so uh, Blake Corum has denied that no business relationship with Connor Stallions there after records of an LLC in Wyoming listed both men as co-owners surfaced Tuesday on social media uh, there. So another layer of an LLC. This is With the Michigan sl- running back. This is a slippery slope, Travis. It is. And this is why I don't think that the conference should be the one to decide the punishment. Mm-hmm. Right. Let another conference, let or, or maybe that's not, you need to have some sort of arbitrator. You need to have a third sure, party. like a neutral be- third because party. Because the Big Ten wants their teams in the playoffs. Right. Because they get more money, especially if half of it is the Big Ten, they oh, get yeah. more money. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to do anything this season detrimental to either Ohio State or Michigan to impede their chances of making the playoffs. Right. I mean, the biggest thing that they're going to do is they're going to suspend Harbaugh for the remainder of the year. That's probably going to be the harshest penalty, I would think. I don't even think it would be that much. Three games? 
Possibly. Basically, he could pull, be suspended for the Ohio State game plus the Big Ten Championship and then could come back for the uh, playoff game. Potentially, I yeah, could, I could see that. I think that's, I think that's what everybody seems to think. That's kind of the most common because punishment we, there. Well, he, here's here's the thing though, Travis. You say that like you know the Big Ten championship game. If they lose to Ohio State, they're not in it. Yeah, that's true. So that would still push him back into the playoffs, right? Potentially, potentially. Yeah. So. But we'll we'll wait see what the news is and the response from uh, Michigan to the uh, the conference today. So that's the other story that we're looking out for. By the way, today. if you're Michigan, you'd take three weeks because after this week you would have the Maryland game in there, mm-hmm. then Ohio State, and then your third would possibly be either the Big Ten championship or a first round game. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. Ya. The, how hard the hammer goes down there on the old Wolverines. All right, so we'll uh, step away and we'll return to talking about some all uh, conference teams in the Apollo and the Lincoln Prairie on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Remember waking up Christmas morning, a beautiful Christmas tree, messy hair, and a ton of gifts waiting to be unwrapped? Unfortunately, many families in Central Illinois cannot afford to purchase gifts for their children. Here at Cromwell Media, we're trying to change that. We're excited to partner with companies like Weber's Jewelry in Totopolis, John Boo's Factory Showroom and Outlet, and Heartland Landscaping in Effingham to help bring smiles to children's faces this Christmas. Stop by one of these locations and donate new or gently used toys. Toys donated will be distributed to local charities to make sure that they're given to families in need. Stop by the following companies to donate a new toy through December 1st. Weber's Jewelry in Totopolis, John Boo's Factory Showroom and Outlet, and Heartland Landscaping in Effingham. Drop off toys at any one of these locations to help make it a wonderful Christmas for everyone. paid for by Case Legal Media. Attention Marines, military personnel, families, and contractors who were stationed at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune between August 1953 and December of 1987? You may be entitled to significant compensation. For nearly 34 years, those on the Marine Corps-based Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. Until now, North Carolina's procedural laws have prevented victims from getting the justice they deserve. But passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow you or a loved one to file a lawsuit seeking compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. Call today for your free consultation, 800-528-2670. Don't wait. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. Call 800-528-2670. That's 800-528-2670. Again, 800-528-2670. And now... 
topics. So we teased it. I'll show Eric break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay. We have... uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Let's take a look at uh, some all-conference teams in the uh, football area as we had Mount Zion bounced in the uh, second round of the uh, playoffs last weekend, so that allowed the all-Apollo conference teams to be uh, revealed. And uh, let's take a look at those on the uh, first team on offense. On the offensive line, you had uh, Colton Metcalf-Polis from uh, Muhammad Seymour, the uh, junior. Also, a junior, Marcellus Bolins from uh, Charleston. Left guard, uh, Patrick Brock, the senior from Mount Zion. And uh, Jack Lapperhouse from uh, Mattoon is a, a senior. Maddox Burner, also uh, from Effingham, is a, a senior. Wide receivers on uh, the uh, first team, uh, Trey Peters, the junior from uh, Muhammad. Braden Tremble, the junior from Mount Zion. And also his teammate there from Mount Zion, the senior, Grant McAtee. As well, Landon King from Charleston, the senior, makes the first team as well. Running back Brett Spore, the senior from Charleston, and the junior from FEM, Weldon Dunstan, is a first-team all-conference member. And the quarterback is Luke Dyer from Muhammad, and he is a junior. On the defensive side of things, the nose guard on the defensive line on defense, Jack Gallagher from Muhammad. He's a senior. The D tackle, Patrick Brock, the senior from Mount Zion. Aiden Archibald, the senior from Charleston. And Michael Love makes that defensive end, the junior from Effingham. Linebackers, Brock Vandeveer, the junior from Muhammad. Also a junior from Mattoon, Kale Kimbrough. Uh, Cameron uh, Sharath from uh, Mount Zion, uh, the uh, senior, makes the list at linebacker as well. And uh, Cash Fakar from uh, Taylorville, a, a junior, makes the uh, uh, list as well. And in the uh, secondary, at Donovan Lewis, the uh, senior from uh, Muhammad, also his teammate uh, Kobe Crokey, the uh, senior from uh, Muhammad as well. Uh, Braden Trimble, the junior from uh, Mount Zion. And uh, Landon King makes it in the secondary as a defensive back senior from Charleston there and the punter Owen Owens from Mount Zion the senior makes the first team there uh FEM Lane and Wallace uh junior on the offensive line made the uh, second team also Andrew Lotz the senior wide receiver made it all second team as well uh Jake Butler from Mattoon as well made it in the wide receivers uh, category uh there and McCoby Adams was the uh, quarterback on the uh, second team uh, list. Uh, Charlie Ring from FEM on the defensive line made it on the second squad. Also Spencer Fox, the senior from FEM there, makes it in the linebackers category uh, there. And uh, you can take a look at the entire All-Apollo list on the website, FEMradio.com. Go uh, check it out over there. See where your athlete made the uh, list 
there over on the uh, uh, or Lincoln Prairie all-conference teams as it was a Sullivan still remaining in the uh, postseason, but they were eliminated by Mount Carmel this past weekend. Uh, so uh, they released these all-conference teams and making it on the offensive line. You had Hunter Kemper from uh, Cumberland, a unanimous selection there. Uh, Lucas uh, Floyd from uh, Sullivan, Parker Canaram from Villa Grove, Orlando Marcos for Arcola, Jackson Beatty for Nicomas, and Jacob uh, Tiggy from Arthur, a na- unanimous selection as well. The quarterback was Cooper Christensen uh, from uh, Sullivan, uh, running backs Ian uh, Fryman uh, from Sullivan, uh, Nolan Hepperstreith from uh, Nicomas, and Blake McMeekin uh, from uh, Cumberland well deserved. was a unanimous selection there as well for Blake and the receivers category Colin Kramer from Sagamon Valley Aiden Baldridge from Sullivan and Brady Kladfelter from VG Villa Grove on the defensive line uh, on the first team you had uh, Nathan Tiggy from Arthur Zach Hemmen uh, from Cumberland mm-hmm. Parker Canaram from Villa Grove John Kibler from Tri-County at a linebacker, you had Jaeger Hill from Sagamon Valley, Maddox Sturrett from Arthur, Demarcus Moore from Sullivan, and Jonathan Kaiser from Villa Grove, and Owen McGinnis from Cumberland making it there. On the defensive side of things, also, you had Blake McMeekin getting a unanimous selection in the secondary as well. Aiden Bollinger from Sullivan, Brady Clodfelter from Villa Grove, and Ryan Lindstrom from Arcola makes the all-conference first-team list as well. Michael Freeze from Sarah Gordo is the punter on the first team. And Caden Heisenberger from Arthur is the kicker there on the first team uh, there. Uh, he had some uh, also some uh, unanimous selections on the offensive line on the second team. You had a Brody Loudon from Arthur, Mason uh, Booker from Sullivan, and Zach Wells from VG, and MJ Hall from Argenta. All unanimous selections there. Uh, Jace Parsons for Arcole, or Arthur mm-hmm. excuse me, was the uh, quarterback there on the uh, second team. Also, Landon Waldrop made the uh, second team uh, there as well. Uh, Jaden Henson-Stice uh, from Arcola made the running back on the second team. Gunnar Klein from Villa Grove made it there on the second team. Uh, Grant Kaiser made the linebacker for uh, Cumberland there on the second team. And I think that was it from the uh, second team category for Cumberland uh, there. And there was also some honorable mentions as well. You can check out the entire list on the website, fmradio.com there for honorable mentions and a second teamers, first teamers uh, there in the LPC this year in Cumberland, Arthur, Sullivan, Villa Grove, well represented Mm -hmm. uh, there on the list Therefore, all conference teams uh, there. Fortunately, when you unveil those, that means everybody's season has basically come to a close yep. uh, there, unfortunately. But uh, we also had some uh, junior high basketball from uh, last night at the uh, boys' basketball level. North Clay defeated Altamont 63-24. At the uh, seventh grade level, you had a Dietrich defeat Martinsville 27-22. And at the eighth grade level, Dietrich also got the win in that one over Martinsville. 53-18 was the uh, final score uh, there. And we also had uh, some uh, St. Anthony 
uh, basketball as well. Um, in a junior high girls basketball, it was North Clay over Neoga 53 to 17. And in that seventh grade game with uh, Casey and St. Anthony, it was a 20 to 15 final. Casey getting the win. And at the eighth grade level, it was Casey also getting the win over St. A 34 to 16 was the final score there for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was it for local sports from. Uh, last night at the junior high uh, level. All right, so we'll uh, step away and uh, we'll return. Or we return to talking more about basketball. We'll take a look at uh, some NBA. Nothing happening in the NBA uh, last night, but we'll take a look at the schedule for today and we'll hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball as well on the way here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Freedom should never be taken for granted. This Veterans Day, Tingley Insurance in Effingham, your local Pekin Insurance Agency, asks you to take a moment to thank a veteran for their service. All gave some, some gave all. Please join Tingley Insurance in saluting all of our veterans for their selfless service to ensure the freedom we enjoy today. Everyone at Tingley Insurance Agency and Pekin Insurance is proud to salute the men and women of our armed forces this Veterans Day and every day throughout the year. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Um, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wander. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you were. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Effingham. Equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. Lowe's knows pros want savings now. That's why as an MVP's Pro Rewards member, you get volume savings on orders of $1,500 or more at the Pro Desk. And there's more. We've lowered our prices on select top products like electrical wire and drywall, so you can get the job necessities for less. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. In-store only. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Details at Lowe's.com slash terms. Subject to change. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now, hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. 
And now. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the okay. original. Not 2000. Yeah. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. You got four with Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now that that is a worthy top ten movie right there. Yep, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues had their two-game winning streak snapped with a 5-2 loss to the Winnipeg Jets. At Enterprise Center, the Blues never led in the contest. St. Louis now has 11 points in a 5-5-1 record. They host Arizona tomorrow night. Missouri Tigers are still ranked in the top 25, but they did drop two spots to number 14 after losing to number two Georgia. Mizzou will host number 13 Tennessee this weekend. St. Louis Billikens look to get a winning streak going when they host the Lincoln of Missouri at uh, Chaffetz Arena tonight. Billikens beat Southern Indiana uh, in their season opener Monday. Tonight's game starts at 7 o'clock. Other college action in the area. Eastern Illinois, Travis, hosts Monmouth. So you can go see EIU up in Charleston tonight. Western Illinois will visit SMU. The Bulls try to get a winning streak going of their own when they host the Phoenix Suns at the United Center night. Bulls are coming off a dominant 130-113 win over the Jazz at home Monday night. Tonight's game tips off at 7 o'clock. Cubs' new manager is shedding a light on why he left the Brewers. A Wisconsin native told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel yesterday that he wanted a, quote, new professional challenge, end quote, and felt the Cubs represented the best landing spot for him. He also thanked the Brewers organization and expressed his gratitude for being part of the Milwaukee community. ESPN reports the record-setting deal will pay 53-year-old $40 million over the next five seasons. The Cubs have missed the playoffs over the past three years. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits there, right there. And uh, we'll have more to uh, talk about with MLB and the trades mm-hmm. and whatnot uh, coming up here in uh, just a, a second. But uh, let's focus on uh, some uh, basketball and uh, light schedule for at least top 25 action uh, on uh, Tuesday uh, for both men's and women's basketball. But uh, Creighton, they were the number eight team in the country right now. They won a 105-54 to 54 over Florida A&M. Uh, Baylor, they uh, survived a uh, say, eh, yeah six-point win against Auburn, 88-82 to 82 was the uh, final score there. And that was it from a top 25 mm-hmm. uh, action uh, from uh, last night. But we do have one game that we're looking out for uh, tonight, as we mentioned oh, yeah. yesterday. Uh, the uh, number 10 team in the country, FAU, begins their season there in uh, Chicago against uh, Jalen Quinn there in uh, Lille, uh, Chicago. And the Owls favored by six and a half. Yep. So, best team in the country at number 10. I didn't say they, they were the do. best team in the country, Travis. I just said say they're, they're, they're better they're gonna than be Illinois. Illinois. Better than, than Illinois. They're yes. going to beat Illinois. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there, the, so. the nation agrees with me. Otherwise, Illinois would be ranked higher than them. It's pretty simple. So. Eh, but we'll see. The Atlanta are coming. So. <sighs> you got to take on Oakland. Maybe. Maybe they can get a win yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be tough. For, uh, for sure. But before we move on, Travis, you know, we talked um, about Craig Council and his deal and how he wanted it to be more, you know, for the managers and everything like that. Well, Bill Self has decided, you know what, I want to get paid too. As mm-hmm. he has signed a new contract to make him the highest paid coach in college basketball. 
Self at 60 will make more than $13 million in compensation for the 23-24 season and $53 million over the next five years, a number that includes $7.2 million in salary previously deferred due to COVID-related economic challenges. So that is now the the number, $7.2 million. Well, actually, no, it's uh, $13 million. Mm. 53 over the next five. So that's, what, 10? 10 million a year, 50, yeah. 53 over the next five. So mm-hmm. Craig Council, we talked about how he was right there with John Calipari and, you know, how, how, you know, he got that, you know, close again for baseball managers and nope. Mm-mm. Mm. Immediately it goes back down. Immediately goes back down. Like huh? the day after the day after. Right. <laughs> it's almost like Bill Self went into the University of Kansas and went, did you see this? Do you see what that make me the highest paid coach right now? <laughs> and they're like, okay, sure, yeah. And they did just that. They did just that. So, well, I got extra money now because the football team's decent. Right, yeah. So, so you need to take some of that football money and pay the basketball coach. It right? all helps. It all helps there. Um, and then uh, elsewhere in uh, College of Basketball, there was uh, some uh, signings made for uh, both uh, men's and uh, women's teams for uh, the Illini as uh, Marez Johnson, a junior, officially became an Illini. He signed his uh, national letter of intent today. And what's significant about that is that he's the uh, highest rated uh, player to uh, sign uh, here since Iowa DeSumo. As well, he had like a Iowa had like a 98 rating or something like that. Uh, four or five stars was Iowa and uh, Montez Johnson Jr. Depending on what uh, ranking you look at, he's like three and a half, four or whatever. I think four, uh, but he's like a 93 uh, rating. So uh, that's uh, significant there, and also it's a very significant is because that he verbally committed to the Illini two years ago and said that he was going to do this, and he officially. I made it official, uh, so you don't see a guy like that make a two-year uh, commitment two years ago and uh, stick with that and whatnot. So, uh, welcome to the fam, the ILL fam uh, there. And I also said that it was a uh, significant. Uh, for the uh, women's uh, team as well, they signed a girl out of Ohio. Her name is uh, Barry Wallace, and uh, she's a five-star recruit. The first five-star recruit for uh, Shauna Green, the Shauna Green era there in uh, Illinois. As hey, the uh, uh, women's team, they just got a win last night, their first win of uh, the uh, season in the inaugural game, and uh, they won by 20, 81 to 61. Over Moorhead State and the women's team is ranked number 23 in the country. Uh, Bryant, uh, she had a career high. Janice Bryant had a career high 32 points in the win for the women fighting Illini there. So uh, awesome stuff going on there in the U of I with uh, the with Coach Green there for the women's squad and uh, signing uh, Barry Wallace out of Ohio. Uh, it was a huge signing uh, there for the Illini uh, there elsewhere in uh, women's college basketball uh, last night uh, Tennessee they uh, whooped up on a Florida A&M 93-64 
that was the only top 25 action. And we got a lot more top 25 action on the uh, women's side. Uh, tonight, you got uh, number two in the country, uh, UConn. They're hosting uh, Dayton. Gardner-Webb is at number 16, North Carolina. Southern at number 13, uh, Texas. Uh, LeMoyne is at uh, number 20, uh, Colorado, who uh, just came off that big win against the number one team in the land, LSU. And we also have Hawaii at number 15, uh, Stanford uh, there. And no NBA basketball there last night due to uh, some election nights uh, across the state. So uh, no NBA last night. So they took the night off for that. Uh, they're back in action tonight, though. You got the uh, Wizards, 1-5 Wizards. Ouch. They are at uh, the Hornets tonight. Uh, the uh, Jazz, they are in Indy tonight to take on the Pacers. The Celtics, they're up against the 76ers in uh, Philly. Clippers are at the Nets, so uh, James Harden visiting one of his former teams. Is he going to play? I don't know. He might rest tonight. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, the Clippers are 500 right now. They're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Nets are below 500, 3 and 4. Uh, the Spurs and Victor Wembyama, he is in New York at MSG, the mecca of basketball, and taking on the Knicks tonight. Knicks favored by 10.5. That seems like a lot for a... Uh, NBA line there. Uh, the Suns and a crew there in Chicago at the United Center tonight to take on the Bulls. And uh, currently the uh, Bulls favored by a point and a half tonight if you're interested. Uh, the Lakers there in Houston to take on uh, the uh, Rockets. Uh, the Heat are at the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, eesh, not very good without Ja. One and six on the season. So bad start there for Memphis. Uh, Pistons, uh, they are taking on uh, the uh, Bucks. Bucks favored by 12 and a half here. A lot of big lines uh, here tonight. The Pistons are two and six, though, so that's probably why. Uh, Pelicans they are at Minnesota take on the T Wolves. The Cavs up against the uh, Thunder. Raptors at the uh, Mavericks. Warriors going up against the uh, Nuggets. Denver favored by three and a half. The uh, Blazers up against the uh, Kings tonight. And uh, the two games that are on ESPN tonight is the uh, Spurs at Knicks. And you also had the Warriors there at Nuggets on the ESPN doubleheader uh, there for you. So that is what's happening there in uh, basketball. And we'll step away for the uh, final time and we'll return. Maybe squeeze in uh, some hockey and uh, squeeze in some uh, baseball as well. Coming up here on the uh, starting lineup to close it out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> ABC News, I'm Mola Lenghi. Former President Trump's daughter, Ivanka, is in a New York City courtroom on the witness stand in her father's civil fraud case. But unlike... Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Dan Heck Toyotingham has your new Toyota. And during our year-end sales drive, you can drive one home for less. Check out a tough Tacoma or Tundra pickup. 
a roomy Highlander or RAV4 SUV, or one of Toyota's economical cars like Camry and Corolla. Take advantage of special discounts and finance rates through the end of the year. It's Toyota time at Dan Heck Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham or danheck.com online. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. And now... The, the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a 9-iron, sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot, and it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now... Steal my moment. thunder! <laughs> Come on, man! Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Uh, 98.9 The Game rolling here on 98.9. We'll say a little bit longer. Let's take a look at uh, some NHL from happening uh, last night. As you had uh, the Canadians take the loss there to uh, the uh, Lightning. It was a uh, 5-3 to three, uh, final score there. Uh, the Hurricanes got the uh, win over the uh, Sabres in OT. And that was a 3-2 uh, to two. Final score, the Wild, they won over the Islanders, 4-2. to two. The uh, Rangers, uh, they picked up their ninth win on the season. A fabulous start to the year. They are having 9-2-1 on the early going. 5-3 win over the Red Wings last night. The uh, Blues, a tough night for uh, them there in uh, St. Louis at Enterprise. 5-2 was the final score there. The Jets get the win. Two goals in the first period, two goals in the third period, and then that one in the f- uh, second mm-hmm. gave the Jets the win there. The Flames got the win over the uh, Predators, of four to two. The uh, Coyotes won in a shootout over your Kraken, four to three. Yeah, we're not looking so good this year. Four, six, and three is the Seattle record. Still doing better than the Sharks. Still better than the Sharks, but man, they did it. This is what this is what should have been first things first. They got their first win. All right. Two to one over the Flyers. Good job, Sharkies. Take that, uh, Joe. Joe. Thornton Brawl. 
whatever your last name is. You don't Carl know versus Joe. Joe. You don't know Joe. Yeah, I heard you making some uh, uh, entertainment yesterday on this game of the Sharks Flyers. Two to one. San Jose picks up their first win of the year. Even though I saw that the Austin Matthews has as many goals as the Sharks have this season or in the past 14 days or something like that. I can't remember what exactly the stat was, but uh, Sharks have been pretty awful to begin the year. But they have. Uh, hey, get the first win last night. Hey, all you need is one, Travis. And they can get it going. Yep. One, 10 and one. It's uh, not too late yet. It's not too late. You know, always turning around. Uh, the Penguins got the uh, shutout win over the uh, Ducks, two to zero, and the Avalanche got the win over the Devils, six to three, was the uh, final score there. Uh, action tonight on the uh, rink. You got the uh, Senators in uh, Toronto to take on Austin Matthews and the uh, Maple Leafs. Thirteen goals does Austin have this season? Uh, the Panthers they are at the uh, Capitals, and the uh, Kings match up with the uh, Golden Knights. They're off to an amazing start. No uh, Stanley Cup hangover the, for them. 11-1-1 to start the season, including a 7-0-1 at home there Mm-mm. in Vegas. And those two games there at the very end I mentioned will be the doubleheader on a TNT tonight. Right, there. Nice. So check it out. Uh, there, if you are so inclined. Inclined, would like to watch some, uh, some hockey. All right, so that was it from the uh, NHL world uh, last night. And uh, really quickly here at the uh, very end, we can save some of this uh, for the uh, podcast as well with the uh, Major League Baseball talk that we had going on with uh, free agency and whatnot, make our predictions of where the big-time big time players are Mm going to potentially go in their destinations and whatnot. Mm -hmm. We never really quite got a look at the uh, trade scenarios or the people that are kind of on the trade block yeah there we kind of mentioned a few uh here and there but we didn't really get to talk about it uh, a whole lot with some technical difficulties that we were having and i have a list uh, of 12 yesterday. names a list of 12 list of 12 all right for us to to kind of go through and and like you said we can start some of them now we can just kind of be broad uh if you'd like travis or however you want to who are some of the names on the list? You don't have to give them all, but okay. Some we'll include some of the names, and if you want to hear where we think we're going, if they're going anywhere at all, download the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Some of the names: Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. Juan yeah. Soto. Yep, Juan Soto is the big one that everyone thinks is going to be on the move. Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's another popular on the pitching staff. Shane Bieber. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard his name thrown out there. Max Kepler. Okay. Jonathan India. Uh-huh. Yep. I've I was I I didn't think he was a trade piece, but I've heard some lists and saw some lists that he was. So rumblings out of the GM meetings week one, Travis or day one is that a lot of GMs are talking about Jonathan India. Really? Yes. Hmm. Popular player, I guess. Eloy Jimenez. Yep. He's a good bat. And how about Mike Trout. Ooh. Could Trout be on the move? Could Trout be on the move? Plus, your favorite Cardinals, Carlson and O'Neill, will try and figure out if they're going to be wearing the Red Bird bats right. coming up this uh, upcoming season. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, you know, I guess the the Reds, why India would be a popular person to put on the trade block. You know, you got to make room for some of those prospects mm-hmm. that they have, including L.A. De La Cruz yep. there and making him a permanent spot uh, there. They You had one, besides Cruz, one, two, three. Uh, you had three other top prospects, uh, and they're all infielders for the Reds to make their debut uh, there. And, I mean... India was the 2021 Rookie of the Year. Everybody, everybody kind of forgets that. Well, but he, he had an off year last year. You know, so I... Yeah, 244. He hit 17 homers. 1.3 war. Yeah. 119 games. 244 batting average is not great. But, hey... I guess all it matters is the the right person, the right team yep. to take a flyer on him. There's a couple of pitchers out there that I'm looking at as well. Tyler Glass now. Yep. For the uh, Rays is kind of popular. Dylan Cease potentially yep. uh, for the White Sox is out there, and yeah, could the um, could Trout. The mythical unicorn. The unicorn that is Mike. That Trout. is on the decline. Let's be honest, on the decline. But, I mean, man, he's already going to uh, make $37.1 yep. million dollars annually over the next seven years. Yep. So still got quite a big contract yep. left. Big contract left. He wants to, If he wants to go somewhere, Travis, will we finally see Mike Trout in the playoffs? I mean, it's been a long time. One series. It's all we've seen of Mike Trout, the quote-unquote best player in baseball. Yep. it's It's been a long time. Uh-huh. Oh come on! This list is totally irrelevant now. I know. At, I, I figured you, I you would that. see that and make that totally an irrelevant <laughs> list when uh, we, I didn't even mention him. Come we're on. not going to. Yeah. Come Although on, we'll no. we'll each kind of do a a boulder out of left field uh, a trade if we wanted to coming up in the pod mm. as well as the stay in sports history coming up in the podcast as well. All right. So uh, download that on your favorite podcasting uh, locations. And so uh, we'll be having uh, those predictions over there. By the way, Travis, uh, I'm just going to tease it as we end the show here. Mm -hmm. The countdown is on. Keep mid-May in your mind. Mid-May. All I'm going to tell the listeners, keep Mm. mid-May in your mind. Okay. Hmm. All right, so uh, we'll be uh, keeping that in mind. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus uh, Joe. And then Freddie and Harry follows that. Coming up here on ESPN Radio. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome in to overtime of the starting lineup. Trav Sparks, Air Fry here with you. And uh, coming up, we'll be uh, cleaning up those MLB uh, trade rumors where those uh, big names could potentially be going uh, this offseason, as well as we got some of this day in uh, sports history as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all coming up here in the pod. But first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on Sports Center that you wanted to clean up? Yeah, sure. Let's get to Sports Center. Uh, the Bears are slowly getting more healthy. The team had just four players missing from practice with 
injuries yesterday, including Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, quarterback Justin Fields was a limited participant for the second day in a row. As he tries to make his way back to the field after his thumb dislocation. Bears take on the Panthers tomorrow, so probably no Justin Fields again. <laughs> the White Sox have finalized their 2024 coaching staff. The team hired former Angels hitting coach Marcus Thames, or Thames, uh, to fill the role, same role on the south side. Tame was a hitting coach for the Marlins in 2022 before joining the Angels last season. Hmm. Um, Blackhawks, they're in action tomorrow night against the Lightning, 4-7-0 on the season. Um, DePaul lost to Fort Wayne, 82-74 uh, in college basketball for you. Uh, the Colts are heading overseas for the second time ever for an international game as Indianapolis will be taking on the Patriots Sunday morning. In Frankfurt, Germany, India is still searching for its first victory on foreign soil. They were toppled by the Jags at Wembley back in 2016. India's currently third in the AFC South at 4-5. and five. Travis. Yes. If Indy wins, is that the end of Bill Belichick? Does he get off the plane from Germany? <laughs> There's a lot of people saying Does that. Does he that get that off maybe... the plane and... and Get fired on the spot, <laughs> on the run, on the tarmac, on the tarmac. Injure, uh, coming back from after Germany. everything that he's done, mm. or does he resign? Quote unquote, resign, yeah. aka forcefully yeah. pushed out. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do. I don't think you can fire the guy. I don't think you can either. After everything, but, but I think you got to uh, forcefully encourage a resignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So. Uh, I could totally see. Uh, resigning more than anything. Yep. And so how it could be how potentially this weekend. How fitting would it be, Travis? It was against the Colts. <laughs> yeah. How fitting? That would be some justice. Uh, the Pacers are seeking their second consecutive win as they continue their five-game homestand after blowing out the Spurs on Monday. Indy's playing host to the Jazz tonight. So Pacers currently four and three. The Rams, Travis, are making a change to the quarterback <laughs> room. ESPN reports Los Angeles is signing free agent quarterback Carson Wentz. The 30-year-old Wentz is expected to back up Matthew Stafford after the Rams come out of their bye week. Stafford is dealing with a sprained uh, UCL in his right thumb and has missed one game with the injury. They waived Brett uh, Reppin on Tuesday after he threw for 130 yards and an interception in Sunday's loss to the Packers. Travis. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is, is a Ram. He's a Ram. Just what I wanted. Just when I wanted it to be a backup plan for a guy that gets injured, who also gets injured as well. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know. I guess this is the best option, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I guess Matt Ryan is not leaving the booth. No. So, he's not. that's not working out. So, no. I, I guess your best option is Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Uh, he's here. I'm sorry, Travis. <laughs> he's here in the building. Carson Wentz, uh, down with the sickness. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's back. Carson Don't you Wentz. worry. It never left. No, it never left. So. But now it's back even more. I would love if he got sick before the first game. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have named a new starting quarterback. Head coach Mike Vrabel told the media on Tuesday that Will Levis will take over as the lead signal caller for the rest of the season. Vrabel said Levis represents the, quote, best opportunity, end quote, for the football team right now. The rookie started the last two games after Ryan Tannehill suffered a high ankle sprain in week six. Mike Vrabel, though, really doesn't care what happens with the Titans because he is the shoe-in to be the Patriots' new coach. Mm. <laughs> a shoe-in. Shoe-in, right? Mm. It's a shoe-in. Mm. 
Aaron Rodgers edging it back on the field for the first time since tearing his Achilles. The Jets quarterback provided a vague timeline for when he hopes to return. Rodgers said during his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show that it would be, quote, a few fortnights before he makes his comeback. 39-year-old is eight weeks removed from surgery, meaning that his timeline of recovery could line up with a return of the Jets game against the Commanders on December 24th. Mm. What a Christmas Eve present for those Jets fans. Right. Uh, yeah, because that kind of was all spurned yes. by the uh, post-game yep. uh, comment that the cameras caught with uh, him and a uh, Charger player yep. on the uh, post-game of Sunday Night Football there when uh, he was asked, they yep. asked Rodgers, when are you coming back? And he said, in a couple weeks. There it yep. is, Der- uh, Derwin James. Yep. He's like, give me a couple, give me a few weeks. Yep. And by the way, in case you were wondering, a fortnight is two weeks. And yes. a few is uh, Pat McAfee, I believe, asked him if he meant two or more than two. Mm-hmm. So it's more than two. So three, two weeks. That's six weeks. That's how we get two. Ah, gotcha. And Greeny, Greeny made sure everyone knew the math if you heard him because yes. he said many when Rodgers first got injured that he was going to be back for Christmas Eve's game. So Greeny is all, all in He's on all this. all about it. <laughs> Because everyone made fun of him, and he said, "Where are you now? Uh-huh. Where are you? he was? Right. If you missed it this morning on Green, you go back. And <laughs> it was great. Uh, the Cowboys are adding a new playmaker to their offense. ESPN reports that Dallas is signing recently reinstated free agent wide receiver Martavius Bryant to the practice squad. Bryant has not played in the NFL since 2018 and has been suspended multiple times for violating the league's substance abuse policy. 31-year-old tallied 145 catches for 2,183 yards and 17 touchdowns in 44 career games with the Steelers and Raiders. Bryant has played in the CFL, Indoor Football League, and XFL since being suspended indefinitely by the NFL. Of course the Cowboys are going to sign somebody who's been suspended for substance abuse issues, right? Jerry Jones trying to relive the 90s Mm -hmm. every day. (laughs) It worked out so well. Plus we have a Bryant back on the Cowboys. He he doesn't know. Jerry Jones just sees names and thinks it's people he exactly. already knows. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jerry Jones. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Um, the sign-stealing saga surrounding the Michigan football program is continuing to develop. ESPN reports that Michigan sent documents to the Big Ten that show that Ohio State, Purdue, and Rutgers engaged in communication about the Wolverine signals in 2022. Purdue reportedly received offensive signals from Ohio State and defensive signals from Rutgers prior to last year's Big Ten championship game. The Big Ten has forwarded any information onto the NCAA. It is unclear whether signal sharing between programs violates the conference sportsmanship policy or any other NCAA rules. Right. Um. Yeah. The Lakers are seeking some clarity about the lack of foul calls in Monday's 108-107 loss to the Heat. ESPN reports that Los Angeles contacted the NBA league office on how LeBron James was officiated in the game. I know. The team reportedly shared various clips of illegal, illegal contact by Heat defenders, including center Thomas Bryant making contact with James's face on a missed dunk attempt. 38-year-old James shot just four th- free throws in the loss. Mm-hmm. Treat LeBron better. I know. Because, you know, I remember MJ and the Bulls reaching out to the league office saying, hey, why is not MJ mm-hmm. not getting these calls? Yep, I yep. know. Yep, that's Poor why. LeBron. That's why LeBron will be so much better. Poor LeBron. And finally, Mets owner Steve Cohen is finally unveiling his plan for a casino in Queens. The <laughs> proposed uh, entertainment complex dubbed Metropolitan Park would be an $8 billion gaming center, hotel, and music venue near City Field. There would also be 20 acres of green space. 
because you got to have that. Cohen <laughs> is vying for a casino license, which under state law, only three new licenses could be issued in the downstate region. Mm. I love that. 20 acres of green space. We'll make sure to have green grass for about 20 acres or so. Yep. That's all we can guarantee. The rest we got we got to build on. Yeah. And yeah, that, that is it. The plans look crazy. That is it. There, so... That's it. That's your sports center. That's sports center. All right. So first, before we get to anything MLB related, let's uh, take a look at uh, a look what happened on this day. All right. History. Let's do this day in sports history. On this day in 1966, Orioles outfielder Frank Robinson is voted AL MVP after Triple Crown season. Only player to win MVP in both leagues. Previously won in the NL with the Reds. On this date, 1970, Saints kicker Tom Dempsey, born with half a foot and no right hand, kicks a then-record 63-yard field goal to beat the Lions at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. Half a foot. It was a good half a foot. Yeah. On this day in 1980, Georgia's Lindsey Scott makes his famous game-winning 93-yard touchdown catch with under one minute to play to beat Florida. On this day in 1992, after losing 43 consecutive road games against the Lakers, the Kings finally snapped the longest road losing streak versus a single opponent in NBA history with a 124-114 victory behind 29 points from Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond, that's, that? a, that's a name. Uh November 8th, 1997, the flea kicker game sees Nebraska score an improbable touchdown versus Missouri where the ball is batted and kicked into the air just long enough for Huskers wide receiver Matt Davidson to catch it and force overtime and overtime. Huskers quarterback Scott Frost, yes, that's Scott Frost, scores a game-winning touchdown, 45-38 Nebraska, wound up winning the national championship that season. Hmm. Also on this day in 1997, for the fourth time in AP poll history, Four of the five highest-ranked teams met on the same day when number two Penn State meet number four Michigan and number three Florida State matched up with number five North Carolina. Unfortunately, neither game lived up to expectations as Michigan beat Penn State 34-8. to Maybe a preview of this weekend, Travis. Michigan thumping Penn State. I can see that, yeah. While the Seminoles shut down North Carolina 20-3, to Michigan go on to win a share of the national championship, but... Mm-hmm. As we talked about on that same day, Nebraska, who was number one, beat Missouri after the uh, the kick flea kicker. And finally, on this day in 2015, Antonio Brown caught up 17 passes for 284 yards against the Raiders, establishing a Steelers franchise record in both categories. Mm. So there you go. There you go. That is uh, what we got. What we got. That's your sports center. Yep. Or that's your uh, this day in sports history. It's both. We do, uh, we do both. A little both. Yep. Yeah. Got lots of fun things tomorrow. So Ooh. be on the lookout for that. Very well. I think that. All right. So and now let's get to the MLB. All MLB right. uh, trades. Let's get wild. Okay. Let's get wild, Travis. So we will start with Pete Alonzo. Starting out with a big bear, big yep. polar bear. Yep. Pete Alonzo, current Met, first baseman. Does first of all, Travis? Let me ask you: Does he get traded, or or uh, yes. just if you want to just say what team he ends up on? Because obviously, if it's the Mets, that means he's not getting traded. Mm-hmm. So, what uh, team? yes, yes, he gets traded. But what team is the question? Yep, I have two teams in mind, mm-hmm. but I don't really know if they need him or they could use him as DH. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, I think they might be good at, at first base. So I don't. I'm not gonna say that, but even though that's what I did in my video game, so I won't, <laughs> yeah. I won't go that to fruition. Uh, but let's go to the Giants. Giants. Uh, everyone here is expecting me to say the Cubs. Yeah. But as you heard on yesterday's free agency, I have the Cubs picking up Joey Votto. So they, right. they don't need people. Uh, so. You had the Cubs picking up a lot of people. Well, yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> that's what you do. Um, so I actually think Pete Alonso stays put. I think he stays a Met because I think they'll trade him at the deadline. But I mm. think in the offseason, they'll keep him around. Yeah. Soto. Juan Soto. Uh, yes, he gets dealt, and I do think it is end up being the Yankees. The Yankees. Mm. Travis, I'm going to go with a team that desperately clings to relevancy. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be irrelevant, whether that be in their division or in their city. And they're known for making big splashes when you least expect it. I'm going with the Mets. The Mets. The Mets. So we're in the same town, but we are different sides of the sure. different different sides of the city. Different neighborhoods. The the I can see the Mets looking to make a splash, especially after last year's spending spree that resulted in them missing the playoffs and being the third best team in the division. I didn't say, yeah, didn't work. Yeah, so. They were like the fourth best team. Paul Blackburn, Travis. Who? Who? Yeah. Pitcher for I, the A's. Poor guy. He'd get traded anywhere to get out of Oakland. Yeah. Actually play in front of fans. I actually wouldn't mind this option for the Cardinals here. I do think he gets dealt in. I'll say the Cardinals uh, because he's uh, a low money option, and mm-hmm. that could be the fifth uh, starter, if you will. I know that I kind of already said that they would acquire Waka. You're right, right. I think one of us said that. Yep. You uh, did. I think I did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think it's just a cheap option, so it, it's fine. I I would go the Cardinals here. I'm gonna go Travis with the Padres. Padres. They need to replace Blake Snell. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a. A low rent option to replace Blake Snell. Uh, he's going to make $3.2 million as a projected salary for the upcoming season and an additional year of club control mm. in 2025. So, I like that. Next up, Travis, we have Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber. I will say yes, he gets traded, and uh, another video game move here, uh, the Red Sox. Hmm. I'll say, you know what, I'll I'll agree with you on that one. I'll say Red Sox. I don't have them doing, like, anything at all in in (laughs) the free agency, so they have to do something at some point. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta do something. Sure. Sure, let's let's do that one. Uh, next up on our list, Travis Dylan Cease. Ooh. Try to get out of Chicago. 
Uh, yes, he will be traded. Uh, yes, it could potentially be the Cardinals. Hmm. For every pitcher, it could be the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, they're not going to do that at the end of the division. Uh, let's go the Marlins. Marlins. Why not? Why not? I'll say the Astros, Travis. Astros. I can see the Astros trying to help their rotation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Max Kepler. (laughs) Kepler. Kepler. Mm. Um. Let's see. Uh, I. Uh, who's, who's even play for now? The Twins? I think he was with the Twins. We've heard rumors about the Twins wanting to shed some payroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this makes any sense at all. That's okay. Phillies? Phillies. I'm going to go, Travis, with the Orioles. The O's. The O's. Breakout season last year, I think they try to build on that by getting a couple more offensive pieces to that young team. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Corbin Burns, Travis. Ooh, Corbin Burns, yep. I I will say he gets dealt for sure. Mm-hmm. But where? Where's the question? Everyone needs pitching. You can never have too much starting pitching. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, just because they need someone like this. I, I'm i going to stay on that same team that you were just there, Baltimore. Mm. Make a big splash, get an ace pitcher. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say the Twins. That's the other team I was actually thinking of. I'm going to say the Twins. Yeah, if they want to replace Sonny Gray. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I like that move too. Yep. Uh, next is Dylan Carlson. <laughs> Dylan Carlson. Uh, I think he could get swept up in one of these uh, trades for one of these pitchers, uh, but I would also not be shocked. And I'm gonna say that he doesn't get moved. Doesn't get moved. Stays a Cardinal. Hmm. I think you got to start getting rid of some people if you're St. Louis. You have a log jam. We've talked about it. Yeah, I've talked about that for years. Um, so I say he will get moved, Travis. And I'll have him go. Actually, you know what? No, he's going to stay put. He's going to stay a Cardinal. <laughs> Next up, Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill. Um, yes, I think he does get dealt, and that's just a uh, hope. I will say we're going to package him in there to get a deal done with Seattle. I'm going to say Tyler O'Neill goes to the Blue Jays. Another Cardinal to the Blue Jays. Yep. They have that relationship, and I read a report this morning about the Blue Jays wanting at least three or four bats. So, 
to me, Tyler O'Neill would be mm-hmm. a, a decent option if yeah. you miss out on some of the big kind of free agents. Yeah, it's not a bad option. Uh, Jonathan India. India, just just talking about him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jonathan India could go to the. No, they're already good at that position. I think they would be good. But I don't know if it makes sense or not, but the Rays. The Rays? Last year, the Rays, Travis, had... Um, the Rays at second had... Brandon Lau, but he was injured. But you could put India at short... Yeah, you could play a couple, yeah, a couple of different positions, I guess. Yep, or DH and even. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Jonathan India going to the Yankees because I think the Yankees trade Torres. Yeah, that's also been unpopular. Yeah, I don't know where he's not on the list. I'm not including him on the list. I don't, sure. I don't know where, but. I think, and yeah, who knows, it could be a straight swap, India for Torres. Mm-hmm. Throw him in the Soto trade. Well, I don't have Soto going to the Yankees. So I know. Why. Yeah. Uh, Elo Jimenez. Hmm. I think that Elo, I wouldn't be surprised if he stays put, but just to be fun, I'll go Toronto. Mm-hmm. Just mentioned the Blue Jays needing a bat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Travis, I have him staying put in the same city. Bring him back to Chicago. <laughs> Bring him back to the Cubs. He's going to stay in Chicago, but going to go back to, go the, to Cubs. the Blue. Go back to the Cubs to replace Cody Bellinger. Mm-hmm. That's a bat to replace Bellinger. Yeah. Who He can also play first if you miss out on Alonzo or Joey Votto. You could put Jimenez there at first, which is where Cody Bellinger was playing quite a lot last year. Mm, yeah. So I I think that that would work. The Cubs. Would the White Sox trade him? Probably not to the Cubs. <laughs> no. Unless they're getting something decent back in return. All right. No. Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow. I think this is another option for the Cardinals here. So I'll go St. Louis. And Cardinals again. Just hedging your bets at this point with the Cardinals. Yep. One of these pitchers has and to come somebody. to St. Louis eventually. A few of these have to work um, out. I will say that he stays put and stays array. Mike Trout. The big fish. Yep. Pun intended. Yes, he's the biggest Biggest catch of them all mm-hmm. on the trade because he's got a hefty price tag. Yes, to do it. So I, I honestly don't think he gets moved. Just too much. Here's my thing, and that is Trout's value is going to be substantially impacted by where Shohei and Bello. Mm-hmm. If, for example, Shohei goes to the Yankees, let's say, and 
Bellinger goes to the Giants. At that point, I think the Dodgers feel scorned. They feel like that jilted lover left at the altar. And they would try to do something like this. If Shohei goes to the Dodgers, and let's say Bellinger goes again to the Giants, Mm -hmm. then the Yankees are the scorned ones. And do they try and get Trout, or do they settle for Soto? Right. And then whatever happens between that the Yankees do, you know, the Mets are going to try and counter because they always are tired of being in little brother's shadow. Mm -hmm. And this is a flashy move that their owner would want to do. No, definitely. So to me, as much as I want chaos, Travis, he's staying put too many of those dominoes have to fall in the right angles Mm -hmm. to make it happen. Yeah. It's fun to think about, but I just don't, just don't think it happens. Now, with all that being said, and you know, you, you know how much I, we, we mentioned it, Travis. We mentioned that there was a team last year. By the way, I would trade Pete Crow Armstrong for Jimenez, by the way, if I was the Cubs, but that's me. Um, yeah, I don't like Pete Crow. Great defensively. I can't stand his offense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we talked last, you know, earlier, Travis, about a team that exceeded expectations. Who also, in case you were wondering, has the number one farm system in all of baseball. That being the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Do the Orioles shock baseball? And maybe not Trout, but do they try to swing for Soto? Yeah. Or Trout. I mean, they have the farm system to do it. They definitely do. That would be a franchise-altering move. It would be, yep. Mm. And it would be an aggressive move that the current executive of the year award winner who just won the award two days ago. Right. That's lining up to win the award for two years in a row. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. And I know Travis doesn't want to hear this, but the second best farm system in all of baseball is the Chicago Cubs. Is the Cubs. If they want to be aggressive enough. And we've already heard from the GM meetings, they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. It came out last night on on X, on social media, that they were the most aggressive pursuing Otani. Yep, I did see that. Do they make a play for Trout? We've already heard Soto. We've heard Alonzo. I've heard both those rumors of them going to the Cubs. You mean you'd swing both both of those with the with the money? It depends on how big they want to open up that pocketbook. I have to open up a bank. They just blew the lid off of MLB managers. They just hit it four fifty out of the ballpark as far as what they're paying Craig Council compared to everywhere else. Mm-hmm. That tells me, I, I saw a lot of, and again, it's because of the groups I follow. Same thing with you. You see a lot of Cardinals hype. Yep. I see a lot of Cubs hype. Mm-hmm. But people are saying this feels like 2014 offseason where the Cubs went out and got Lester and they spent that money and momentum was there because they were a young team on the uprise. 
mm-hmm. that had, you know, Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, who all kind of peaked right at the same time. Right. I don't feel quite as strongly that strong about this team. Mm-hmm. I still think they're a few, quite a few away from key pieces. But the one thing, if you're the Cubs right now, you're the only team I can say 100% honestly, Travis, and I think you you may argue with me, maybe not. 100% honestly, no, you are not rebuilding. You are 100% in win-now mode. No other team in the Central, I feel, 100% can say that right now. Right. I would say the Brewers, but of everything we've heard about them, well, first of all, they need to find a manager first. Then, you know, all the people that they've talked about trading away, Mm-hmm. That that sounds to me like rebuild. Yeah, definitely. Cardinals, I don't know. And neither do Cardinal fans because they don't tell you what they're doing. Until we until we see it, actions put in yes. place, they should be in win now mode. But uh, until we we got to see some actions before we can say, actually say that. The Reds are they going to play the first half of the year or the second half of the year? Right. I unfortunately think that the Reds playing in the second half was more indicative of, of who them. they actually were. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, if the Cubs do want to be aggressive, I definitely think this is the right division to do, uh, it to do so. It, it, it 100% is. Because you are well, the like only... The, like even the, the Cardinals, they're, they're down. They're, they're beat down right now. So, yeah, you, you jump on them. You pounce we, on it. And we've talked about it before. They're down and we don't know why. We don't know what happened this year to make it not click. We haven't heard reports about a person in the locker room. It's not a Josh McDaniels thing where as soon as he left, the Raiders are good all of a sudden. Like, there hasn't been anything like that. Mm. No one can pinpoint and tell us why it happened. Yeah. But you don't have two players, two of the three MVP candidates from the year before just suddenly decide to fall off the face of the earth and not play baseball anymore. Right. Yeah, you would expect some uh, downtick in... You would, but you wouldn't expect the entire team to fall off the face right, of the earth. Yeah, you, you wouldn't expect the last place no, in the division. Not at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm, to me, if I'm the Cubs, this is the year to be aggressive in my offseason spending. And maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe, maybe they looked at the landscape and said the same thing too. Yeah. Maybe they kind of were like, it's going to be us and the Brewers. And then the moment they got Craig Council, they're like, the Brewers on rebuild. Mm-hmm. Right, and especially if they want to deal Corbin Burns as Corbin well. Corbin Burns, we talked, you know, about you know Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. He's not the player he once was. Yeah, they're getting older. Mm-hmm. And and to be fair, and we talk about this too, the Cardinals are too. Sure, not as old as the Brewers. I think the Brewers are a little older than the Cardinals, but Goldschmidt and and Arenado are are getting older. Right. Not out of their prime older, but no. another year older, just like everybody else on the baseball field. Right. Yeah, and I don't think that uh, besides Corbin Burns, there's nobody on the Brewers team that I think has the talent that Arenado and Goldschmidt have. Right. So, like, Arenado's the best, one of the best defensive third basemen out there. And Goldschmidt, when he's on. I mean, William Contreras is not as good as his brother. No. Maybe defensively. I'll give him that. Wilson's not a great defensive catcher. We've been over that 95,000 <laughs> yeah. times. We have. Rowdy Tolez. Bryce Terang. Andrew mm-hmm. Monasterio. Willie Adamas. Maybe. I mean, Willie's a decent player. 
Right, and I mean, there was on some of the trades that he could potentially yeah. be dealt. So I, I think the Brewers are in rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. I think they have to be. Right. Yeah. So again, you look at you look at the Central. It's wide open for a team like Chicago. That's the second best farm system. If you want to win now, mm-hmm. and be aggressive, now's the time to do it. Right. Now, I I don't know if they're going to. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if they're going to try and hit a double and just be okay with that or try and hit multiple grand slams in an fences. inning. I don't know. But if you're going to, now's the time to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I also would say the exact same thing, Travis, and I don't know what their cap situation is or, or payroll situation because I know there's not a cap in baseball. Mm-hmm. I'd say the same thing about the Orioles. Right. The AL East is not as strong as it was in years past. Yankees were down. Red Sox, down. Mm-hmm. You were clearly the best team, maybe throwing the Blue Jays. Right. But the Rays weren't the Rays we've seen typically. Well, they were They were for the first month. They were for the first month. And they went back a yeah. little bit. So I, I and again the Orioles have the best farm system in baseball. Right. I mean you would almost have to think that they would do something. The owners did come out and say that they were willing to spend more and they already signed that new 30-year lease uh, yeah. that they're going to stay put right there in Canyon Yards and whatnot. And uh, you know that they have to do something because the Yankees will want to try to do something. And kind of in the same situation as the Cardinals, they're going to be like, hey, we're last year was just a, a blimp. We want to take this division back and whatnot. We're, we are the Brock Bombers from the re, for a reason. We need to start spending some money again. And reclaim the division and whatnot. They're just a sleeping giant. So it's only a matter of time until the Yankees do something again. And if Baltimore doesn't, they're going to get left in the dust again. Mm-hmm. So go out and do it. Ten teams, by Make the way, happen. in pursuit that have been the most aggressive of Otani. Mm-hmm. Mets, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Angels, Dodgers, Giants, Rangers, Blue Jays, and Mariners. Hmm. No Cardinals. No. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. Well, at least that's good that I know it's not going to happen. Yep, you can go ahead and, and I just go ahead. And I don't have any aside. false hope. Yep, or anything like that. But yeah, so well, we'll see. It's still early on, free agency. Yep, and whatnot. Still doing those. Are they still doing those uh, general manager. Meetings. I think they're they still going on. It's a few days, probably. Yeah. So we'll wait to see if there's anything more. We will. So there you go. There's our predictions. Love it. For trades and whatnot. By so the way, did you hear Brian Cashman? Uh, what did he say? Whenever someone asked him about the team, he basically said, I think we're pretty good. Mm. Insert insert whatever you want during that sure. pause, but that's what that's what he said when someone asked him about how the Yankees are. I think we're good, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're two games above 500, 19 games back in the division. Yep, uh, the seven back in the wild card. The general manager's meetings, by the way, wrap up the ninth. So tomorrow. Yep, 
So tomorrow will be the last day. And then the winter meetings are December 4th through the 7th in Nashville. Hmm. Winter meetings. See if we can get a get a pass to be there, Travis. Yeah, work on that. I'll work on that for you. We know some people in Nashville. We so do. Let's uh, try to work on that. Yep. See Pull what some I can strings. Do there yep. you go. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, at least you can do is try. I I'll try. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think we'll uh, call it there. We'll call it good there. And no technical difficulties today. Yay. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood there. But I just jinx the rest of the day. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> We're going to get out of here before anything else uh, breaks. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be uh, back tomorrow for your Thursday edition of the Starter Lineup. Until then, peace out. <laughs>